Welcome to the Love Yourself Naked podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Glubish, and I've been working with women for over two years to help them ditch the diet mentality, find food freedom, and gain a body confidence that they never knew was possible. There is so much information out there about how to eat, how to exercise, and how to live a healthy lifestyle. My goal on the show is to help answer all your questions and provide you the tools you need to live in peace with food and love your body. So if you are ready to discover what it's like to live a life without obsession, you are in the right place. Now let's get to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm super, super excited today to be joined by the lovely Kiki. Kiki, I don't actually know how to say your last name. I forgot to ask you before we started, but um, for the audience, Kiki is the guest on the show today. Um, Kiki and I actually were introduced by um, a mutual friend, Raquel, actually, who was on another podcast episode. And um, she has been, I think, a client of yours for a little while now. So I am so excited to have you here. Why don't you just go ahead and start by introducing yourself? Hi, thank you for having me on your show. Um, I joked last time with you because this is actually a huge manifestation of mine. I wanted to be on a podcast uh, lately, and here we are. Um, so I'm Kiki, everybody. And um, Right now I'm working as an RMT, so I'm classically trained as registered massage therapist and transitioning my business over to doing more energy therapy. And uh, so over the past few years, I've had um, quite an experience, quite an awakening spiritually, and ha- it has changed the course of my entire life. So I'm doing a lot more Reiki right now, energy therapy and energy online coaching for, um, spiritual awakening. This is, yeah, I'm so excited about this because we, when we were chatting before we recorded the podcast, we were talking about the importance of, um, prioritizing your spiritual hygiene and your spiritual health and how that can really have an impact on your overall well-being, on how connected you feel to yourself, to other people, to the world. Um, so I'm curious how you transitioned from massage therapy to, I would, I guess, maybe more of like an energy therapy realm. Like, how did you make that shift? Because I would say they're maybe similar in certain regards. You know, you're still in a place of helping people and supporting people through blocks, but it obviously looks a lot different. So what was that journey like for you? Yeah, so I'd always worked with the physical body. Um, but I always had this fascination with energy and with faith. I grew up very religious. So I had this fascination about faith, um, and what that all meant. And this kind of this world behind this one. And in my continuing ed courses, I started to take biodynamic release therapy. And so that was like basically facilitating the body and its own intelligence to unwind trauma in the nervous system. And that was coupled with cranial sacral therapy, which is very, very, very subtle shifts that take place inside the body. So it, um, it was good for me to get into a place of of stillness where I was able to just really zero in and focus and not really do anything except for feel what the body's doing and tune in. So um, the the therapist or the instructor that taught me that course when she came back from her mountain retreat, I think she was there for about three weeks and it was very intense. There was uh, eight hour meditations. I think she did the silence, you know, many days in silence. Mm-hmm. And then when she came back, she wasn't even, she didn't even seem like a person anymore. She seemed like she was pure consciousness. So the information that was coming through her seemed like higher consciousness And so I went back, I think two years later and took the advanced course with her. And um, just as I was about to leave, she's like, no, Kiki, wait. She's like, get back here. I need to talk to you. So then we chatted for a little bit and I was like, my God, like you're, you weren't even here the last time you taught this course. And she's like, I know (laughs) I actually had to go back and integrate and ground myself a little bit more. And um, I'm like, well, you know, everything that came through was just incredible And I started to apply that into my massage therapy and um, was just, yeah, it was just an introduction to tuning into a world that was more subtle than this one. And also giving me a chance to really trust and see how intelligent this world is, the energy, the energy of your body, 
just the energetic realm, what it can reveal to you, how it can heal, how it just has this natural ability to, um, to be light and be love and be well, that's your most natural state. And, um, yeah, so I started to do that. And then did we want to hop right into what happened? Well, okay. I have a question first before you continue. So, um, I am curious, like when you talk about, cause you talk about trauma and you talk about energy release. And I think a big premise of massage is to release that, I guess you could call it energy. Um, but to just like loosen things up, right. To release the things that are tight, the blocks, the pains. Um, and so how does that translate into, or does it translate into the work that you do? Do you feel like your work is more effective than that physical? Interesting question. Um, well, energy, energy always preludes the physical realm. So when you have a physical manifestation that shows up as tense muscles or an illness or a condition, it has already been lingering in the energetic space for a while. And then it just has no choice, but to funnel down into the physical realm. Mm -hmm. So I do still practice massage therapy and I do still practice the physical modalities Um, So it's not, I don't apply this type of therapy in every case scenario. Yeah. I, I keep the, I keep the two of them very separate now, just because it was getting kind of hairy with um, wearing an RMT hat. And then I would get intuitive messages that came channeling in and I was like, I can't do this. So I have to separate the two of them. Um, So the work that I do with the energy work, I get mostly people that have issues in their life rather than people coming in for physical healing. Although I did have somebody coming in for physical healing uh, years ago, and it was very interesting for, and and now I do all the time. It's, it's a mix, but I would say more people coming in with emotional and maybe wanting more clarity in their life and, and that kind of a thing. So they want to hear messages from their higher self, but having somebody come in with a physical element and then almost reverse engineering it to find out where, where did you, why did you do this to yourself? Right. Cause we make ourselves sick and we can make ourselves better. So it's finding out the root cause of the problem and, and finding out the energetic and the emotional component to your physical ailment And so it's a process of reverse engineering and it's very interesting to do that as well. That is fascinating. How do you, so one more question before we go back to, I want you to finish your story, but there was just something else that came up because you were talking about really delineating and having that boundary set between the physical and the energetic. Um, And I was going to ask you before you said that, I was going to say, do you find it difficult when you are treating people physically, when you're treating with massage therapy and you're like, okay, well, I know that this is coming from somewhere, you know, it's not just because you slipped on ice. Like there's a reason that you're, you're feeling what you're feeling right now. Physically it's manifesting from something else. Um, so how do you, do you just, is there, is there just like a door that you, or a window that you shut and you're just like, nope, I'm not open to these messages, this intuitive, um, this intuitiveness or whatever you might call it. Like how does that work or how have you, um, set those boundaries? So I have different locations for the different practices. So the Reiki I do from a separate location outside of the clinic. So when I'm at the clinic, I'm just a a regular massage therapist. I rarely go into the energy work in the clinic. Um, So I just switch modes, honestly. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Let's go back. I I'm going to have more questions about that, but let's go back to finishing your story about how you transitioned or how you realized that you needed to start making a transition away from physical treatment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have been incorporating the biodynamic release and the cranial sacral for a little while in my RMT practice here. And then just in my own personal life, I really needed a shift. And I remember sitting at an intersection and being like universe, I need a change. I need to shift. And I actually went for my first Reiki um, therapy appointment uh, back in 2017, I want to say. And when she was working on me, I started to spin on the table. And like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get sick. And I said, what's going on? And she says, I see your guides and they're just spinning you and spinning you. And, and I said, what does that mean? And she says, well, you're going to go through a lot of changes within the next 10 months, like something that would normally take people years, 
you're just going to spin on a dime and that's why you're getting this sensation. So within 10 months, sure enough, everything was new. I had a new relationship. I was new location, new job, not new career, um, you know, pathway, but new clinic, new people, new friends, new location. I'd moved across to Vancouver Island and um, out there I started to the only people that I really attracted into my life because I didn't want to attract friends at the vibration that I was at, um, just because it was a very unhealthy vibration. And so I thought I'm just going to take a break from, from everyone for a while and make sure that I heal so that when I attract new people into my life, that they are meeting me at a vibrational match of where I am and where I want to be and where I want to go. So I consciously made that decision with the universe, but I did attract about uh, three friends that were all intuitive healers, um, one psychic intuitive that taught me a lot of what I know. Um, and I still work closely with him. He actually works. Uh, he actually comes onto my show, onto my uh, course, online course, and he's mm. a guest speaker. So um, yeah, his name is George. And the woman that taught him how to do everything, her name was Catherine. And so we would get together about once a week uh, at the beach on the ocean and have hot coffee and just meditate and have healing circles and chit chat about things. And um, one time we were doing a meditation, a healing circle, and we thought, okay, we'll just call in whoever we want to send healing to. So everybody had their person that we called in and then we would go into meditation and do some work and then come back out. And it's interesting because often when we would go into meditation together, we would come back out of the meditation and we talk about what we saw and and a lot of times we would see the same things, you know, like 80% of the stuff that we saw, we'd be like, oh, you saw that too. So, you know, it's interesting when you go up into the psychic realm, you, um, the, the information is a collective, right? So you're tuning into the same field, you're together and your, your psyches start to sync up, I guess that's, mm-hmm. I can say it. Um, and so anyways, George said, okay, well, Catherine has suffered a stroke And, um, originally she had suffered a heart attack. And so her doctor had said, okay, don't run any more energy through your body. Um, it's just too much for your ticker. And so then she started to teach. So that's how she got George. Um, and he worked basically one-on-one with her for a few years and learned a lot from her. And then he in turn passed a lot of that information down to me. So he asked if we could send her some healing. So we all went into meditation together held hands. And, uh, and then she came to me psychically. So I saw her and she was, um, dressed in, in like a white and purple. And, uh, I asked for a picture of her afterwards. And it was interesting because she did look like that, but she looked like it was like a younger version of her that came to see me. Mm. And, um, she had this like long sort of dress on and white and purple. And she came to me and she said, um, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to pass over into the non-physical realm. And so I need to, and I'm like, stop talking. Like, no, 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 no. You're fine. We're fine. We're we're healing you. You're going to be good. And she's like, no, she's like, I need to pass down the information that I know onto somebody. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't really know what she was getting at. And I was like, you're going to be fine. Like, come on, have some faith. You of all people know that how this works, we're going to heal you. You're going to be fine. And, um, we kept going back and forth a little bit and she started to get stern with me when I was like, no, no. Right. And she's like, Kiki, I'm not going to make it. I've chosen to move on. I've chosen to, to transition back into the non-physical realm. And I want to pass this information onto somebody. And that is my healing. And I was like, okay, well, I feel guilty for taking something from you. She's like, don't feel guilty. She's like, this is my healing. I need to, I need to upload this or let this go before I can transition peacefully. So I, I said, okay. And then as soon as I agreed to it, I saw this massive crystal, this, this purple crystal. And I can't say for sure that it was, um, amethyst, but it also wasn't sujolite. And those are the only two. It was kind of like a mix of the two. Mm-hmm. And I seen this huge crystal on the top of my head. It was about this big, like a foot, foot long, and maybe like a half a foot in diameter. And it was just hovering on top of my head. 
and it was had all these codes and had all this information. And so as it was coming down into my head, into my crown chakra, I started to feel really like high almost. And as I came down into my third eye, I started to like get really dizzy and floaty feeling. And as it moved down into my heart, my heart just felt like it was exploding with energy and it was just tingles all over my body. And then as it moved farther down, I felt like I was like levitating. So I actually peeked one eye open and I looked and I was on, on the ground still, but I just felt this energy swirling through me. And I, I kind of started to sway back and forth. And then I was just flooded with these intense emotions. So I, I think I started to sort of like laugh or giggle, you know, and, and everyone's like, are you okay? And I started breathing like I very heavy, like I was hyperventilating almost. And everybody pulled out. They're like, are you okay? And I was like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> so we just went back in and then she said, thank you. And I'm like, oh my God, did I just kill you? <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, she's like, thank you. So everything felt really peaceful at that point. And I was just sitting in this space where I'm like, I'm not really sure what happened. And so I kind of waited until everybody came out of their meditations. It was only a matter of like a minute or two, because we, you can sense that in the group when somebody comes out of it. So then we all talked about it and everybody shared what they saw. And I said, okay, so you guys like, this is what happened. And um, I was originally almost worried that, like I, I thought for sure she should have given George this mm. information, right? Because she had been working with him. And so he's like, well, that's amazing. I mean, like, let's just see what happens. So we were all kind of sitting on pins and needles for two weeks and she did end up passing away. Wow. And yes. And as soon as that happened, I just, it, it, I don't even think it was a conscious decision. It was just like my whole path changed. My whole trajectory changed to a humanitarian, a service-based uh, passion for life and for helping people ascend and facilitate them and raising their vibration and cleaning up their energy blockages. And um, yeah, it was, so that's what I'm doing now. That's all I'm doing now. Wow. That is phenomenal and like so like I just got full body chills again as you're this is the second time I've heard this story but again just like so powerful um one of the things that I'm really curious about because obviously we live in North America so we are very conditioned to western medicine we are very conditioned to I would say symptom management or a treatment-based approach to illnesses ailments as opposed to more of like a preventative or energetic or like higher vibrational approach. And so for you, you know, for people to maybe just like make sense of how this transition can happen, I'm curious if you have always felt very connected spiritually, or if it was just kind of like through this process of having that one um, professor that you were exposed to. And then obviously this collective of people that you were introduced to on the Island that really changed things. Or do you feel like even growing up, you were always very interested in, um, the spiritual. Yeah. I think as kids, I think we're all like, we're all tuned in as kids. We all have very open third eyes. And so we experience things and we see imaginary friends and those imaginary friends are often beings that are actually there and through conditioning, whether it be religious or social conditioning or the conditioning of your parents or whatever, um, that starts to cloud over and you start to not believe what you're seeing with your third eye. And you're taught that your imagination is frivolous and, and that you have better, you know, you're more responsibility and you should focus on those types of things. So, um, but yeah, that kind of keeps people, away from themselves this world is really good at distracting you from yourself <clears throat> so I think yes yeah, kids we're all in tune with that and then as we grow up we become less and less in tune and that's the same that happened for me as well so I had the religious conditioning I you know had the social conditioning and everything and so I moved away from that having said that when once I started to look into my astrology as well um, that I have a Scorpio moon. So that's very much into the mystic 
realm and the intuition and highly perceptive and highly intuitive and very intense and always kind of connected to other realms and that kind of a thing. So for me, that has always been lingering in the background that has always been, has always pulled me. Um, having said that though, you know, what I teach people to tune into their higher self and that kind of thing, everybody has the ability to do that. Interesting. Okay. So for people who still are like, this is very woo woo. I don't, you know, this is like, (laughs) I can't wrap my head around this. Um, or it's hard to believe, which I can understand. I think it's hard to believe things that, you know, we're not, that aren't normalized necessarily, or that haven't been normalized in our lives. Can you provide some examples maybe of experiences that you've had with clients or even experiences with yourself as like proof of seeing the benefits of energy healing? Yeah. Like examples of what I've seen in, in treatments that have like, that have checked out to be right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There was some, there was a really significant story one, um, that I share often. I get shivers every time that I share it. So um, one of my clients came in and, um, I tuned in and I thought this can't be right. And so I said, I think I am tuning into one of your past lives. I see a building. I see your family inside. I see it burning and I see you looking at it and you can't look away or you, you, you can't look at it. You have to look away because it's just too painful. And I said, your family's burning in there. And, and he just burst into tears and he goes, that's in this life. And I'm like, what? And he said, yeah, he, and so he's like, oh my God, this is the first time that this has come up. And since then really like, um, he was seven or nine, I think. And he was in his home. His grandparents lived just down the street from him and his aunt and uncle lived in with his grandparents. So he woke up for school one day and his mom said, there's a house fire. And um, then his dad left for work and turns out it was his grandparents' house that was on fire. And his aunt, aunt or uncle never made it out alive. And then the rest of them were so badly burned that then they went to the hospital and he went to the hospital one time to check you know, to say hi. And he said, I couldn't even look at them. Like they were unrecognizable. The, it was just gruesome. So he says, I kept turning away. And he says, I walked out of that hospital. I suppressed those feelings and I never dealt with that intense emotion and went off to, um, to kind of mask that and to, to numb those emotions in different ways throughout his life. And, um, so that was a really huge thing that came up. And so we, we transmuted that energy, we cleared it. Um, and then once we moved through that, he messaged me the next day and he goes, I can't believe how light I feel. I can't believe. And he says, everywhere I go, people are gravitating towards me. And he says, I'm not a very approachable person. And he's like, I even had, you know, these, this old couple at the grocery store that was like, do I know you from somewhere? And he's like, wow. what is happening? <laughs> and I'm like, Once you move these blockages out of your life, out of your body, out of your energetic print out of, you know, your space, once you work through them and you transmute this energy into love, people are attracted to the light. Mm. So, um, your whole, all of your channels open up so that you're able to receive things in your life, blessings. Um, you're a more open channel for love with other people, which they sense. Um, if, and I've got countless stories of where I was able to tune into things that nobody knew or that they hadn't shared with me. But if anybody's really questioning the science behind it, um, there is one, one man, Joe Dispenza. He is right Mm -hmm. now a neuroscience scientist, and he has all of the tools, all of the computers, all of the instruments to measure what is happening inside the brain when you're having these experiences and measure how and show how energy transmutes. And um, there's just, there's a lot of science behind it that he's not bringing into the forefront. He's actually bringing quantitative data data to something that had previously only been qualitative data. So I I can't speak so much about the science behind it, 
But um, if you are questioning it and you want to, that is definitely the person that you want to look into Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah. I've heard so much about Joe Dispenza. Um, I actually am currently active in, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's a neural reprogramming course Mm -hmm. and it's called uh, to be magnetic. And basically the idea around it is that you kind of like reprogram your childhood traumas and you, um, you go deep into your subconscious and really like tap into the things that are blocking you and, uh, you reprogram a lot of it. And it's like legitimately based on science, neural reprogramming so that you can, you know, manifest the things that you want to manifest, get out of the way or m- remove your blocks. Um, so not quite the same as the work that you do, but I would say something that would definitely support it or rather your work supports something like that. Um, so that, yeah, that story is fascinating. And I can't say that that's the first time that I've heard something like that before from, you know, an energy healer. Have you, cause I know that this is something that you can learn to do on your own. You know, I think that we chatted about this too, that any person can learn to, to do this kind of healing on their own, to tap into that intuition. Um, so have, what are some of the transformative experiences that you have had personally? Is there anything that you can recall that you're like, wow, I just used this power for myself. And I feel like I just got an immense healing from this. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, I was very sick for about a year and worked with a naturopath in town. And, um, so she, at first she was, so she uses a frequency device and at first she was able to pick up physical things in the physical body that needed to be, um, you know, pulled out of the physical body. So she did that and gave some supplements, some tinctures and that kind of thing to pull this stuff out of the physical body. And then I kept going back to her and, and she said, okay, So she got layers of it, you know, she got this layer and then that layer and then that layer. And and so a lot of these things inside the body are either derivatives of like parasites or black mold. It comes down to almost all of the things that we struggle with has that source. Um, So when she took care of that, then she goes, oh, my God, she had all these little filters that she would put onto her device. And some of these, these, um, these things that looked like a plastic, um, look like a little plastic chip almost that had sacred geometry on it. And she had hundreds of vials that she would put on this disc and then check my energy and how my body was responding through frequency with these, with these things. And I said, what are you doing? Like, I, I was just fascinated. I always asked her questions. What do you, what's in there? What are you doing now? And, yeah. <laughs> and she goes, all these vials have different things in them. And so this one has little bits of liver. This one has little bits of egg white. This one has black mold. This one has, you know, um, whatever. And so we're just seeing how your body is energetically responding to all of this stuff. And these filters that she would put on there had sacred geometry on them. And I said, now what are those? And she says, well, these ones will tune into the energetic field around you. Um, This one actually will, will go into your ancestry and check if it's inherited or whatever. And so in one of our treatments, she goes, Oh my God, she says, Kiki, this isn't even your shit. And I'm like, so what do I do? She goes, well, you being who you are, she says, I want you to go home and I want you to distance yourself from your ancestors. You're not taking on their baggage. You're not taking on any of their, you know, burdens or illnesses or anything like that. So I went home and I did that and, um, I was tuning into one of my, the only grandmother that I've really ever tuned into. And I knew it was coming from her just intuitively. And every time that I wanted to connect with her, there was just like this darkness. And so sometimes when you're in meditation and when you, you're getting, you're going down sort of a dark path, sometimes like, whoa, 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 okay, recalibrate come back out of the meditation. Cause I hear this a lot that people have these experiences and then they're afraid to go deep. They're afraid to meditate. So I'm like, no, just come back out of the meditation, take a deep breath, then surround yourself in a white bubble, you know, protect yourself in light and love, and then go back into the meditation. So I did that again. And I still sense this 
darkness. So I called George and I'm like, Hey, can you tune in for me? Because this is what's going on. I'm trying to connect. I'm trying to clear this lineage. I'm trying to, you know, distance myself. So he did tune in and because she was so heavily indoctrinated with religious dogma, she was still caught in a little bit of that. So our spirits couldn't connect I guess. And so he did some clearing around her and basically released her from some of that old programming. And then I was on the phone with him while he was doing that. And I could, I was driving. And so I was just driving across our bridge, but I could sense the connection and I could just feel her coming closer and lighter. And I just felt more of her presence. And I was like, ah, okay, this is starting to feel more like my grandma. This makes sense. And so then I went back to my naturopath after that and um, she checked again. She goes, yep. Okay. That's clear. It's not showing up anywhere in your, uh, in your energy field, as far as like ancestry goes and that kind of thing. So uh, then she goes, okay, so now it's in the pineal gland. And um, so I said, well, what does that mean? And she says, well, it's, you need to release emotion around it. And you see how you're layering through physical, then the emotional layer, and then comes the spiritual layer. So it's always these three in one that are working together when you have, you know, issues. Um, and so I said, okay, well, what do I do? And she says, just put your intent into it. Intention that you have an intention to release the emotion around this. So two days later, uh, something happens that I get so badly triggered over it. And it's like, I, I got more triggered than, than what was, um, than what was warranted for the issue, I guess, but it sent me into this huge emotional release, huge. And I probably haven't cried like that or released it out of my body like that since I was a little kid. And it was such a cathartic experience. And, um, so then when I went back for my next appointment, she goes, okay, so now it is out of your emotion. You've released the emotion out of it. And now it's just at a spiritual limiting belief. So you have to get used to this new paradigm that your body is actually well now, and you have to get used to this new vibration. And so you can't identify with your trauma anymore. You can't identify with you being unwell. And I knew this intuitively because we had just gone through the Lionsgate portal back in July. And I had this vision when I meditated that this door closed behind me. And that it was just a room full of gold and light. And I, I couldn't go back. There was that, that room behind me had literally shut and that this was a new paradigm that I had entered into. So I had that vision. And then she confirmed that by saying, you need to get used to this new paradigm of being well now. Mm. So, um, it was just an incredible journey and a, a really affirmative experience to see how, physical, emotional, and spiritual are all connected. And it always happens in those three layers, whether you're going from a limiting belief that all, all of a sudden you start to couple with emotions and then it gets into your emotional. And then eventually, if you don't take care of it out there, then it gets into your physical body and starts to manifest as a physical illness or re reverse engineering and taking something that's in the physical body as a physical element and bringing it out into the emotional, releasing the motion, and then bringing it out to the, into the spiritual to heal it. Question for you. How much time do you spend thinking about food? What to eat? How much to eat? If your diet is healthy enough, if you should be on a diet, how much time do you spend thinking about your body? How you wish it looked different? Maybe you wish it looked like someone else's? Do you blame your body and feel at war with it? Are you confused by all of the information out there that tells us what foods are good and what foods are bad and how we should be eating? I get it. It's exhausting. This is why I created a food and body freedom course. This course is a 12 week virtual program that runs three times a year. In the course, we talk all about the diet culture and dieting practices and why they are harmful. I teach you how to have a healthy metabolism and a healthy relationship with your body. And of course, all about nutrition, how to meal plan, how to read food labels, how to understand your body's needs and how to make all of your favorite foods fit. You have access to multiple worksheets and a step-by-step -step guide to how to find food freedom at last. Not only do you get access to the amazing collective of women that will be participating in the course with you, but you also get access to private coaching calls with me. 
This course is designed to transform your relationship with food and your body, and I guarantee that your life will be so much more fulfilling on the other end of it. So if you are ready to get started, head over to my website and click the Food and Body Freedom link to find out more. Or feel free to reach out to me personally to chat about whether or not this is the right option for you. All of the links are included in the show notes as well. Now, back to the episode. And I feel like I can really attest to all of those components being very true because I can even just think of emotional experiences that because I didn't know how to process them or navigate them, or I felt unsafe in processing my emotions and feeling my emotions, I burdened them. And eventually, I guess the way that I would describe it is that it builds up as a stress, maybe even a subconscious stress. And then eventually, you know, I am experiencing physical ailments, whether it's injuries or illness or, you know, whatever the case may be. And for people who are still trying to make sense of, um, you know, our more westernized medicine approach and the practice that you are in, I would almost say that that stress is kind of the very oversimplified explanation of what you're talking about, because we often do experience some sort of a traumatic event that triggers a particular unwanted or uncomfortable emotion. We maybe don't know how to process it or we process it in an unhealthy way or whatever the case may be. And it just kind of sits there and it, you know, we can't release it. And then you see people have situations like um, their periods change or they lose their period or they lose hair or they develop some sort of a chronic illness or they can't sleep. You know, all of these things that science has shown can be stress induced. And I think that it all goes back to that probably obviously at the first level, a spiritual piece, and then eventually that emotional piece. And yeah, finally the physical. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it doesn't show up just in your physical body as a physical ailment, but it can show up in your life, you know, in your physical surroundings, you might be then attracting very unhealthy relationships or have very unhealthy habits because you don't practice good spiritual hygiene mm-hmm. and um, you know, it doesn't always show up as a sickness inside the body, but your physical reality around you, it's a direct reflection of the unresolved issues that you have. What is spiritual hygiene? <laughs> um, spiritual hygiene. I think I just kind of came up with this term not that long ago and what it, what you were saying about stress, I think about it, not so much as stress just because it's such an overused and, and really misunderstood word these days everybody's mm-hmm. stressed you can't mm-hmm. really get away from it like people are like what should I just quit my job and go sit you know totally <laughs> sit totally. on an island alone and and do the work and it's it's not like that so um what it is 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 misalignment mm. and it's it's not being in alignment with your higher self which is your real self like we're all just zipped up in skin suits here having a human experience, but the greater part of you remains non-physical and that is your inner being or your higher self. And that higher self is always thinking the very best of you. It's never unhappy. It's never worried. It's never, you know, stressed in the way that we would. It's, it's totally healed. It's pure positive light energy. And so anytime that we're not in alignment with that is when we feel negative emotion or when things start to catastrophize in our life or things don't flow or things feel hard and we get frustrated, um, because when you're in alignment, you shift and the, the farther you are out of alignment with that inner being, the more negative emotion you will experience and the more hard your life will become mm. and the more frustrated with your own life you'll become. And the, the more that you lean into that, you know, all you have to do is return back to love and return back to, to light and pure positive energy and thinking the best about situations and thinking the best about yourself and speaking to yourself that way and talking nicely to yourself and having that inner dialogue up about every single issue in your life, having that inner dialogue and returning back to that inner peace. And um, so, yeah, it's just, it's more of like a, a being out of alignment with, with that. And so that's what I like to connect people with both in in person reiki treatments and also when i coach online is i teach them a, a, through a series of exercises how to return to that place because you already are that mm. you know i think i think like growing up religiously i was always taught that there was an external source that you had to like a measuring stick that you had to measure up to and you had to be this good in order to enter the kingdom of you know <laughs> mm, yep, yep and so everything was this external 
business and and even with massage therapy it's always an it's always a therapist that's saying okay you know if we release this muscle this way we can relax the body instead of really empowering the body itself to and and using its own intelligence or using your intelligence of your spirit and your mind when you're connecting through meditation or or getting that experience through reiki wow yeah. And so how do you, I'm curious if you would confirm or deny that gratitude is a good way to get yes. into that place and maybe what other practices or tips you could give or offer people to like find that alignment again, you know, if they are feeling that sense of, um, depression or anxiety or overwhelm, or just like unpleasant emotions in life, how do you, how do you know that that's, well, I guess you've already confirmed that that the way to kind of describe that is that you are out of alignment, which totally makes sense. You know, if something isn't filling your cup, it's not serving you. So how can we make that change? Um, but how, yeah, how would you suggest that people start to navigate that? Like, how do you find alignment again? Mm -hmm. I think at the beginning, you really have to just have a, a foundation of the belief that we are pure positive energy that the non-physical part of us is an extension of source energy or God or the universe or however you want to look at your own divinity and, and that you are innately that. And so it's, it's just, it's much easier to start this journey of self-love when you can say, okay, I'm already, I am already like that. And so all of these layers of conditioning are, you know, just dimming that light or covering it up. And I think that's the scary part is that when people think, well, when people see the shadow work that they need to do and they're like, oh my God, this is scary. But I'm like, just go through that because on the other side of that, underneath all that crap is pure, positive light, love and energy. And a hundred percent grateful, gratefulness is the fastest way to turn your energy around on a dime. Mm -hmm. It's the fastest way. I used to have bad days all the time. Like it was just horrendous. I, this is a bad day and that's a bad day. And this happened and that happened. And I was super negative. And it's like, did you actually have a bad day or did you let, you know, 10 minutes of your day ruin your whole day because you couldn't get your vibration back together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't have any bad days anymore. Really. I would say I have, I have moments where I need to catch myself. And in, in those moments, gratitude is the fastest thing. So sometimes it's even cheesy because I'm like, I'm thankful for the moon. I'm thankful for the sun. I'm thankful for these trees outside. And it just seems like anything that you can pull out of thin air for that first couple seconds. Um, but you know, it just, it does switch your energy around. And then what I always like to encourage people, there's an exercise that I, I learned that was never really left my mind. And it was a meditation to enter this very small place in your heart. And um, so if you put your hand on top of your heart and you close your eyes and this, this place is a very still place. It's the stillest place on earth in everybody. And you go in through behind the back of the heart, more towards the right side and then you kind of go around a little corner and it's right in the heart of the heart. And if you actually take some time to tune into this place, it is so incredibly still. It's the stillest, quietest, most peaceful place on the planet. And I hazard to say this because I don't remember this as complete fact, but I'm pretty sure that this shaman that was teaching this had said that it's actually a physical place as well. And that heart surgeons, if they so much as nick this place, the person can be instantaneously dead. Wow. So everybody has this place inside their heart and it's not, it's a very specific place too. you know, how I took you through the back door and had you visualizing going right. So that was just very short, but it's not like, okay, I'm just tuning into my heart space here. It's in the front. I can, what am I feeling? It's a very specific place. You go in there and then it's right in the heart of the heart. Um, so that's a place that I go to often. Mm. I return to often. That's super reminds helpful. Me what I really am and who I really am and what it's really like. And I think at the beginning of um, as much as I don't want to bring up COVID uh, at the beginning of the year when, or at the beginning of it all, when everybody's going crazy, 
I tuned in to myself and I'm like, so how does my inner being feel about this? No fear, no stress, no chaos, no nothing. Right? Interesting. I think you bring up a good point too when you said, you know, you said you don't have bad days, but you still have bad moments or moments where it's like, oh, and I think it's important to remind people that it's not about never feeling shitty. It's not about never having shitty experiences in life. It's not like you are this person who lives in a bubble land and yeah. And you know, it's just like rainbows and butterflies shooting out your butthole all the time. (laughs) It's just, it's just that you have the tools to manage those emotions. You know, when something maybe is triggering or something does happen, you can go to a place of gratitude. You can go to that heart space. You can accept that, okay, this happened, but it doesn't determine how the rest of my day goes. Um, Something like COVID, you know, I see so, I just saw such a stark contrast between the people who were so encapsulated in the news and the media and everything going on versus the people that were like, okay, well, I can't leave my house and I am on EI and, you know, this is, I have to wear a mask everywhere. And like, this is just the way that it is. But like, how can I still find peace and gratitude in what I do have, even though there is so much that felt lost? Yeah. I mean, I'm no stranger to very intense emotions. Like I said, I'm a Scorpio moon, so I'm very intense and my emotions are very extreme. And so it's totally not about that, you know, being this peace, love and never getting upset. Oh, for sure. Like there are, there are major spikes and, um, it's just the thing that I like to always say is that even if you tune in through meditation, let's say, and you don't get these crazy experiences that you're hoping for, you're not getting any downloads or you're not seeing anything crazy happening through your third eye. If you are returning to that place often, what you're doing is you're training yourself to return to that place. Mm -hmm. So you're less likely to freak out and spaz out and just erupt like a volcano when things do happen. And I did notice that for sure when I started to meditate more and and I just started to return to this place of love that I really am. Um, It just changed the way that I responded in those situations when I was upset, because when you're blowing your top off and you're soup, you know, you're erupting like a volcano, that's the last time that anybody's going to sit down and meditate, you know, peace, love, and light is just like not happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like F off with your happy, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it happens in those, in those times when you're not emotionally charged like that to return to that place, because what you're doing is you're training yourself And I did notice too, that when I stopped meditating and when I stopped tuning into my higher self and my inner being, I I get a lot more, there's like this kind of like insecure feeling. It's like, it's like an insecure feeling with the, with the universe, Mm. but it feels the same way that when you're insecure with a partner, for example, like you're, you're like feeling insecure and you're taking things wrong and you're asking questions. And it's the same thing with the universe. It's like, you get this insecurity And, and then I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. I need to tune in again. Mm. I need to tune into that part of me that is always okay. Is always, does always know what's going on. Does always know, is always confident, always can do. Yeah. And so I think also tying it back to what you were saying with the people that were listening to the propaganda and the conditioning and all of that, the, the mind control and the programming, the matrix, you know, that's all designed to take you away from yourself. That's all designed to distract you from yourself. And so the people that were taking that time to tune in, were getting a lot different messages from their inner being a lot of different messages from their higher self. Yeah. And it's great too, that you emphasize that it all is a practice because I certainly I've been meditating probably for like I would say three years now, um, inconsistent at times, but the effort is there. And that's something that I always suggest my clients utilize, or they start to tune into that practice when they are experiencing high levels of stress, um, or just even in general, when they're like, I don't know what kind of self-care practices I should implement. Do you have any suggestions? And I always say, 
incorporate meditation and people get frustrated. I think partially because we live in a very instantly gratified society, but they get very frustrated when it's like, okay, I tried meditating for two minutes yesterday and nothing happened. So this can't be, this can't work. And I'm like, when was the last time that you tried something for two minutes and it didn't work? And you were like, okay, well, it can't be a thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, there definitely is something to be said about having that consistency, trusting in that process and trusting in yourself and knowing that connection is such a powerful tool for transformation. Yeah, it is. And I think you have to want to, it, you just have to want to be curious. Mm. You don't come expecting to get something that you created with your human constructs because you're, you're, moving into a world where human constructs are going to get blown apart, you know, Mm. and you're moving up. So often when people are having issues meditating, if they're having too much of a, of a hard time, because they feel so physical, they feel so stuck in their physical body. Do you ever notice when you run, you get runners high, or when you dance long enough, you feel like, woo. Yeah. Um, So I like to meditate sometimes after a walk or, um, after I'm out in nature, because the harmonious frequencies of nature really prepare you for that. Or, you know, you can just turn on some music and dance and get energy flowing out of the body. Um, I was working with a monk for a little bit on the, on the Island. And he said that we have 72,000 different energy channels that come in and out of our body. So if we're just moving in a box, you know, in, in regular, movements and we're not doing these big grandiose movements where we're allowing energy to come out of the armpit or lifting our legs and allowing energy to come out of you know the insides of our thighs and all of that like that these are all energy outlets that energy gets released out of and I find that um that it's good to do that and then try to meditate because what you've done is you've already moved through the physical layer of your body Mm. and then you're moving up higher and you feel kind of you feel like you're a little higher already. Right. And then, um, and then that just makes it easier to move out of the physical. Cause you're always moving through these layers, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And then I often find that when you move into the emotional, often I have an emotional release when I meditate, it's just tears kind of flood up. There's, they're not necessarily even attached to any emotion. It's just excess energy that needs to come up and out. And then you wipe your tears and you move on and then you can get into the higher realms. But it's definitely a process because it's not like just boom, you tune in and you're in that realm. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. And I think that's super helpful for anyone who is like, okay, well, I'm interested in, you know, embarking on this journey or trying to really tap into this intuition, but it feels out of reach or overwhelming. Um, And I think just that reminder that, yeah, it is a process. You have to be patient with it, not have expectations or rather just release expectations um, and let it flow. And yeah, I think those are some great tips and like great places for people to start. Great places for me to start as well. Um, so I'm curious in to kind of just wrap things up, a question that I ask every guest that I have on the episode, and I'm so excited to hear your perspective on this. Um, but the question is, what does it mean to you to be a woman? I think that um, to be a woman, you have a uterus for one, like you can bring, I'm sorry, but I love that. that's great. You know, I mean, like, I'm yeah. just, I'm going through my moon cycle right now. My uterus is like contracting. I've got all the cramps. I've got all the everything. And I'm like, you know, this is what women have. We have yeah. uteruses and we, yeah. And we have the ability to birth non-physical ideas and non-physical things into the physical realm. Mm. So not only are we able to birth children and you know humans from a soul a non-physical soul and bring that soul and have everything conspire in the universe to bring it together and then create a human and open the portal in between our legs and birth a human from non-physical into the physical realm but we can also do this with our ideas and with using the sacral chakra and using sexual energy we can use that to birth non-physical into physical ideas, you know, whether you want to do that for your entrepreneurship or you want to birth new skills, or you want to manifest something into your life, you can use the energy in your sacral chakra 
to do that. And so that's not something that sets women apart from men. We all have sacral chakras. Um, but I think that coupled with the feminine energy, um, is what's really, what really embodies that and what, what it means to be a woman. I think feminine energy has been, um, suppressed for so long because people are really deathly, I mean, higher ups are really deathly afraid of what that might mean. Right. We, they, they should know be how powerful we are, you know, <laughs> back in the day, like way back in the day when women actually were the pinnacle of advanced civilizations, um, the women were given the energetic codes first. Mm-hmm. And so then they were giving the energetic codes in the energetic realm. And then they would share with the males and bring that down into the physical realm. But the women got the codes first. And so then they were afraid of the women, having too much power. And so they, you know, started to bring in this whole toxic masculinity. Mm. Um, but I think we're now entering a new age where the women are starting to get the codes again, because you notice how it's a lot of women talking about energy and spirituality first. Yeah. 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 There's so many of my girlfriends, boyfriends that are like, you know, think they're a little bit crazy, but they'll go, they'll go to the Reiki sessions and they'll go to the intuitives and stuff, but it's always like their girlfriends that are pushing them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what's happening again. I think that the, the, the feminine is really starting to rise and I think the feminine codes are coming in and that's, what's going to reshape this whole planet and bring an anchoring in the 5d reality. Which is exciting because I think that it brings a lot of, I know, you know, we talk about the fear that obviously primarily comes from the patriarchy and that, you know, that toxic masculinity, but I think it brings a lot of blessings and a lot of peace and opportunity for the masculine as well. It does. Yeah. Because divine feminine then, um, ignites divine masculine. Mm. Right. And so it is very hopeful for them. I mean, they've had thousands of years to try to get it right. Yeah. 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 Okay. That is so, it's such an interesting place, I think, to leave off. And I'm so curious personally, and I know that a, a handful of listeners are going to be curious as well. You touched a little bit on the one service that you offer. Can you dive in a, just a little bit more, just briefly into um, your course and then your services that you offer locally? Um, and then also where people can find you, how they can get in touch with you, um, maybe get to know more about you and how they can contact you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the course, I just, um, went through my first launch of the course and that's a nine, nine step transformational program from being disconnected. And I'll teach you about the chakras and how to tune into spirit guides, how to tune into your inner, inner being, um, reach higher levels of consciousness. We do a lot of work around meditation and sort of demystifying meditation mm-hmm. and, um, And we also talk about being in energetic alignment and what that means and what it looks like. So I just had the first group go through it and they had amazing experiences. I'll be uh, posting testimonials about that later on, just incredible transformations. And it went so much better than I even could have imagined. And um, then the one-on-one treatments that I do with people, they'll come in and I call their higher self into the session. I call their spirit guides and... Um, and then we basically go up into the quantum realm. I channel higher consciousness and I will go through all of their chakras physically. So it's nice to have the in-person sessions because I have that physical background with being an RMT and feeling the thing, the physical shifts inside the body, those somatic releases as well. Yeah. So it's nice to have that in-person experience as we go through all of the chakras. I, I balance them. I allow the body to unwind. Um, and so we, we, you can feel those somatic releases. And then when we're in each chakra, I typically get intuitive channeling that comes through for each chakra. And so then I just make sure everything is balanced. I make sure all of the energies are transmuted and you really just leave feeling a lot lighter, feeling a lot clearer, having a lot of clarity, having a lot of, um, you know, and, and then a lot of good things happen. And I've noticed when my energy is off, I'll go have a clearing or Reiki ener- uh, energy session as well. And then after just like the, the universe rolls out the red carpet for you again. <laughs> yeah. You know, your vibration is clear. And so you're able to, to see that in your, in your physical surroundings. 
And then I also offer distance sessions as well. So if somebody is out of town or doesn't want to have a personal or an in-person session for some reason, then we do it over Zoom and pretty much the same thing. I tune into their higher self. I'll channel any messages. And then I always just verbalize everything that I'm seeing. I verbalize everything that I'm doing, everything that's coming up, everything that I'm seeing. So nobody's ever left in the dark to try to figure out what's going on. Cool. I didn't know that you did virtual. That's really cool. For those of you who don't know, um, Kiki and I both are in Kelowna. So if you're like, what does town mean? (laughs) Town is Kelowna. So if you are not in Kelowna, you will have to be a virtual client. And then, um, yeah, if people are interested in having some support and some guidance from you, where can they find you? So I'm just in the process of revamping sales page right now. So that's coming, but right now I'm just basically on Instagram, to be honest, it's just Kiki Sita, uh, at Instagram. Yeah. Perfect. And that's, they can message me on there. I have no problems really getting my phone number out. So once we start chatting on, on Instagram, then we hook up and make payments there. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll make sure to link your contact information in the show notes for anyone that is interested in chatting more with you. And thank you again so much for being here. I'm so grateful. This was so expansive, so inspiring, really, really grounding for me. I just have to say that I feel like even just after this conversation, this hour that we've been together, I feel like a shift, a total shift in my energy. Um, And I might need to go take a nap now because I just feel so like calm and it's really great. And so if that's a testimony in and of itself, then take it. So thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me on your show. Like I said, this is a manifestation of mine come true. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys got value from the show, I would love for you to rate and share it. And if you have any questions about the conversation today, you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chelsea Glubish. Catch you on the next one.